Hello, my beautiful Woman Inc. listeners. Welcome back. My guest this week is Brie Olson. Brie is the co-CEO of Paxson, the popular youth retailer we all know and love. Brie has played an instrumental role in building and strengthening Paxson's brand through innovative strategies with a Gen Z focus, including leading Paxson as the first retailer in its space to accept BitPay. As an innovative tech-centric retail executive who consistently drives brand strength and revenue growth through game-changing merchandising and marketing initiatives, Brie leads with creativity, innovation, and a digital-first mentality. Brie has done so many incredible things at PacSun. She's worked with celebrities. She's worked with Kendall and Kylie through their clothing partnership. She has truly connected with this Gen Z audience in a way that is just so impressive to me. I loved hearing how she thinks through this, how they get feedback directly from their customers. They have partnered with Jerry Lorenzo, such a big fan, by the way. She has promoted both of her VPs of merchandising from within the company, true to her core leadership belief in nurturing in-house talent, which I absolutely love. Brie graduated from the University of California, Berkeley with Bachelors of Arts, Mass Communication, and then attended Harvard Business School. No big deal for their advanced management program, where she is currently an AMP ambassador. She is a board member at Women in Retail Leadership, Shop Talk, PacSun, and Design Thinking for UC Schools. She currently resides in Newport Beach, California with her two children. I loved this episode. I love how tangible the advice that Brie offers is, and I can't wait for you guys to listen in. Now, let's get on over to my conversation with Brie. Welcome to the Woman Inc. podcast. This is the place for the new generation of women looking to lead the life of their absolute dreams. I'm your host, Jenna Toddy, entrepreneur, life coach, and strategist for modern businesswomen and entrepreneurs. I am a city girl, sriracha lover, and that friend who will hype you up when you forget how powerful you truly are. I am on a mission to make Women Inc. the most powerful network of women who are leveling up, owning what they want, and becoming who they've always wanted to be. Have you ever wondered what it would look like if you went all in on yourself? No turning back. If so, you are in the right place, my girl. Let's get started. Free, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so incredibly excited for this conversation. Thank you, Jana, so much for having me today. So you have an amazing job. When you came through, I was like, oh my gosh, I have so many questions for her just because I come from e-commerce background as well. So one, I can't wait to dive into all things PacSun, but can you first rewind a bit and just tell us what you were doing prior to becoming co-CEO of PacSun. Yeah, I've been at PacSun for almost 17 years. So I've had a really beautiful journey here at PacSun. I was um, the president prior to becoming co-CEO. And I have always shared a love of fashion. So my first job was at age 15, working in the stockroom of Banana Republic. 
And I quickly moved to the sales floor and have always loved fashion and trend. Um, and so it's it's been something deeply ingrained in me. Um, I did stints at Nordstrom's and J. Crew, and then moved to Italy um, to do my master's in fashion design, actually, and ended up staying and working for a very long time in Italy for Gianfranco Ferre, Valentino, um, and a smaller brand called Hollywood. So I have loved my journey in fashion so far. Amazing. Yeah. And you have, I mean, you also went to Berkeley and then Harvard Business School. You have been busy. Yes, it's been busy and super fun. (laughs) Okay. So walk us through the beginning of stages of you being the president of PacSun versus how it's changed now. Like, what would you say that you as a leader have really honed in on um, and then just how the business in general has shifted throughout those years. Yeah, I think as I reflect on my journey at PacSun and my career here over the last 16 plus years, I started in a hybrid role over design and merchandising. And I really enjoyed um, bringing together and working more strategically in terms of how we can you know, really be on the forefront of innovation, champion design, and then also make sound business decisions. And so I really enjoyed that. I was also at the very beginning of my time at PacSun put as a part of a strategic change program that was rethinking how we were going to reinvent PacSun for the future. And so that was something, gosh, over 15 years ago that I really enjoyed in the journey. And the women's side of the business was very, very small. It was sub 15% of the business. Today, we've grown it to be over 50% of our overall business. And so It's been a lot of fun reinventing the brand with an amazing team working in different areas throughout the organization, whether that be on the design side, the merchandising side with buying, very close uh, collaboration with planning and allocation. And then more recently in the president role, I took on the role of overseeing e-commerce and also marketing. And I think I took that over in a very interesting time during the pandemic when everything was being rethought to begin with in the industry. And you know everyone was looking for new ways to break through. And so we started doing a lot of different interesting things, both in terms of growing our e-commerce business, as well as looking at different ways to engage with the consumer, whether that be on Roblox or whether that be through Reddit or Discord or even the advancements that we've made on TikTok that we proudly have over 2 million followers now. It's amazing. And I know you have heavy Gen Z following and you've done such a good job at reaching them. How do you look at when reaching that audience and like staying current on all of the trends? How do you feel like you're able to really hone in on the Gen Zers? Yeah, I think, you know, Gen Z is such an incredible audience. They're very fluid, very dynamic. They really value authenticity and community connectivity sustainability. You know, I, I I pride myself that we have an amazing team at PacSun and we really keep the customer at the heart of all of our decision making. And so I think a real clear focus on listening to the consumer and making sure that you're building a future alongside them versus building a future and hoping that they'll come and marketing them to come, really having them be a part of kind of crowdsourcing the future of the organization and the brand. And so I think by leaning in and very organically listening um, to that Gen Z audience has given us a lot of headway in terms of how to connect um, both authentically and efficiently with them. And fortunately, 
there's lots of different touch points that you can do that with, whether that's through our stores and some of our best brand ambassadors or our store associates, and we have over 300 stores, um, or whether that's through platforms such as IG or TikTok, where they're very eager to give you live feedback. And whether it's positive or negative, taking that honest feedback and really building and growing from it. Um, I think we're constantly learning every day and building for the future together. So good. So when you look at being co-CEO of a huge company, like Paxson is absolutely enormous in the market. How do you feel like you've been able to become that woman who can lead that company and lead your team and like be in the boardroom and just like really hone in on your power? Because for so many women listening, they're probably like, how could you even get there? Like what, what are the steps for you to really be that confident and in your power and be able to actually lead a company that big? Yeah, I appreciate the question. You know, it's something I've given a lot of thought to because over my journey here, I've held so many different roles over the 16 years. And I'm very proud to sit as co-CEO today. And it was a very natural evolution of looking for opportunities within the organization that needed support or assistance, even if it was in an area such as marketing that I wasn't an expert in, not being afraid to voice my opinion, always with the customer at the focus. I think for women, um, it's really important to be able to speak up. That was something early on in my career that I got feedback that I wasn't loud enough or aggressive (laughs) enough. And I don't think it's about um, how you speak up. You need to be true to yourself. But I think believing in your ideas and having the confidence to speak up, to contribute. I think that's the very beginning. And then I think really building a lot of cross-functional trust is super important in terms of advancement within any organization because it's really the people that are that cultural currency and the future of any organization and the heartbeat. And so if you can build teams and surround yourself with great people who support you and trust you, I think that you know it, it, it opens up for a pretty exciting progressive path forward. For anyone who's new in a leadership role, what would you say is so important when leading a team? I've given this a lot of thought as well because I think you're often given a lot of responsibility, but there's not a lot of focus in so many organizations around how to be a great leader. And so it's through trial and error. It's through looking at different leaders around you. I think, you know, when I went back to school in my 40s and I went to Harvard, they talked about the best leaders are are very vulnerable. And that concept seemed so foreign to me at the time. And I had a hard time connecting with what they were trying to teach us. And I think over time, I recognized that it's okay as a leader to be imperfect, actually showing your imperfections and showing yourself as a real human. Um, that you know, you have bad days too, and it's okay to just be very honest and transparent and vulnerable um, will actually make you a leader that people want to follow. And so I think that's a really good learning. I wish I could have uh, had that learning earlier on in my career. And so that's the advice that I would give uh, to women um, listening today in terms of really be okay with showing up your true self and being vulnerable and authentic to who you are and know that you can be an incredibly powerful leader while you're doing that. Yes, I've had that too. It's like this shift between how is everyone thinking about me and how do I show up in this way that everyone's like, you're doing a good job to once you get past that and you are really in your power, it's like, okay, no, this is where I'm at. This is reality. This is how I'm feeling. 
I have noticed that shift too with my team as well. I love that advice. Okay, so looking at Hexen, something you've I've noticed have done an amazing job with is partnerships. How do you look at really building partnerships, whether it be with creators? You know, you did like Kendall Kylie Forever ago and Jerry Lorenzo. How do you look at building those partnerships? I think you bring up a great point. Partnerships are really important to giving that point of differentiation about what makes Pexen so special. And we have been able to curate and part of our pipeline of being with new breakthrough brands and partnering with creators or musicians or artists is a part of what makes us so unique and I think gives us that special draw. Uh, It's really a team effort. And so I wouldn't say that it comes from any um, particular individual or department, but really bringing together people in a think tank method and having, you know, ideas in terms of what we think would resonate the most with the consumer, what would be exciting, what would be interesting, what would the consumer like to see from us? And then making sure that you're constantly keeping an open network It's once you've built that network and now Paxson is known for it, it's much easier to gain the next collaboration and figure out the next brand that you want to work with. But, you know, 10 years ago when we hadn't signed Kendall and Kylie and we've been with them for over a decade and, you know, Jerry Lorenzo was someone that we were just being introduced with and was in the infancy of his career, you know, it was very different. And so we really, we had to establish ourselves first in terms of, you know, what can we offer um, from a Pakistan perspective and how are we unique unique in the incubation and curation of this. And I really think it comes down to two things. It's really our focus on creativity and being a hub of innovation. And whether you look at the strides we've taken in digital or what we do in partnerships from a clothing perspective or who we choose to feature in our campaigns, it's really with that focus in mind. So good. So on the more personal note, you are this like high-powered CEO working a lot of hours. You're a mom of two. How do you prioritize everything going on in your life? Do you have any, any like, not even tricks, but just like ways of looking at balancing all of those things? The truth is, is that the balance can be challenging at times. I think I pride myself in, you know, my children are a huge blessing and I love my job. And so first and foremost, when you love being a mother and you love your career, it's much easier to juggle the things because you enjoy both. And then making sure that you set the right, you know, priorities at different times and it's going to ebb and flow and creating an ecosystem of support and a community of support. I lean on so many different people to make it happen. And I think you also have to know in your heart what are absolute priorities for you. Like I will not miss my son's water polo game. And it's a priority for me to go to all of my daughter's swim meets. So if that means you've got to take, you know, a 72 hour trip to China and turn back around and, you know, less time on the ground and you're sleeping both ways on the plane, you make it happen. But for me, both bring such great joy. And I think finding a career and an industry that you really love makes it so much easier because it doesn't feel like a sacrifice. I love that. I am about to do that trip. So <laughs> going oh, to China. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I love that answer. I think it is about priorities ultimately. And I love the idea of like you love it and really not looking at like this burden, but just like choosing the things you love in life. That's so good. Okay. So when looking at the future of Sun, what is something you're dreaming about? Like you guys have withheld all of this 
craziness in retail and people opening and closing and through all these years, how are you looking at growing into the future? There's so many things that I'm excited about, even just in the present. And I like to try to also enjoy the present because if you're too focused only on the future, you don't get to you know, really celebrate all the moments that you worked so hard for and that took many years um, to get to. But this week, yesterday, we launched an exclusive partnership with Princess Polly, an Australian brand that we know there's a tremendous appetite for. So it's the first time that the Princess Polly customer can actually shop Princess Polly in Paxson stores. And we also launched online. This morning, we launched the new spring collection with Jerry Lorenzo. Jerry's been a phenomenal partner. Fear of God has been an amazing brand for us. So that was really exciting. And then a week ago, we launched Formula One. Um, And so really excited to have the global product to support Formula One and introduce that to our consumers. So, so much happening in the pipeline that the teams have been working on that we're just so thrilled about today. When I think about the future, there's really endless opportunities for the PacSun brand. We have been incubating the brand and really excited about this next growth chapter. I think one of the areas that brings me a lot of excitement is our global opportunity and expansion. Over the last four or five years, we've been selling into Selfridges in London and seeing a really positive response. And about six months ago, we started in terms of Asia expansion with China and a lot of live streams um, and different ways to organically reach the consumer and enter that market. And so I think that in itself um, offers a lot of opportunity in terms of the brand reaching more consumers on a global scale. And then of course, thinking about um, the opportunities and excitement from a US standpoint and what we're doing here, continued excitement around gender-free clothing. Really, that's been an amazing initiative that we're now in year three and that chapter, also our gender-free clothing line, another great growth opportunity. We launched Active last month um, with a new PAC 1980 branding. That's been incredibly well-received. And then just all of our amazing partners, whether that's Converse, Adidas, Vans, longtime partners of PacSun, or Kendall and Kylie, the Metropolitan Museum of Art, which is brand new. Um, We've just got such an amazing um, group of brand partners and so much energy coming that way. It's hard not to be excited about the future. Yeah, that's very exciting. Okay, you are saying all this and my operational brain is kind of going crazy. I'm like, this is a lot. This is a lot of things to measure and focus on and make sure as co-CEO are going well. How do you make sure you have a handle on the business? Like, How are you able to look at all of these different things happening and measure the success? Like, Do you have your certain team members that report to you? Are you a reports girl? Like, What is your way of really looking at the health of the business? Yeah, I, I really, I am so fortunate to have such an amazing team. And for the most part, I've worked with a majority of the leadership team for 10 plus years or more. And so very great established relationships there. On the flip side, we've introduced new leaders into the business and I'm equally as excited to work with them. They come with such fresh and innovative new ideas. But you know, uh, these leaders are really building the teams of the future and they're navigating through this. And it's very exciting to be able to have the privilege to do that alongside them. Um, in terms of measurement of the business, I always listen to the consumer 
more. And then of course, I love data. So it's the right and left brain. But I think the consumer gives you the live feedback. So oftentimes, you don't even need to wait for the report because it's very easy to see the customer sentiment pulling through. So just really amazing team at Paxson. I think our talent pipeline is probably what we're most proud of and helps us to keep ahead as our business model, as I described before, is is pretty complex. Very complex. Yes. And Gen Zers are not afraid to tell you how they feel, which is actually very helpful. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. We welcome it. Okay. So as far as thinking um, as a leader and someone who a lot of people are relying on, what is something that you do to like step out of that hat for a second and really relax and feel like you can take a moment to recharge? Like, What is the thing that brings you back? I think there's a couple of different things. I think the first are my children. I think even if it's you're spending five or 10 minutes with them, there's such an energy and lightness um, that comes. My children are eight and 10. And so that is very energizing for me. They're also full of such great ideas and it's like a breath of fresh air. Um, I also love getting outside. So whether it's taking a walk, a hike, or taking some time to sit by the beach, you know, even 15, 30 minutes of just being outside in nature um, really helps to recharge. I have worked tremendously hard to learn how to meditate. I still don't (laughs) think I'm great at it, but I do make a concerted effort, especially if I get in the position where I'm feeling a lot of pressure. There's so many great options now, whether it's a calm app so that you can kind of decompress for that three to five minute time period. And, you know, I also, I love, you know, I love food and I love coffee. And so sometimes you just need a pick me up. So, you know, a midday espresso or a small, a small bite of chocolate, those things really can help too in terms of uh, what you might need to get through the day. Yes. Oh, my favorite part of the day, coffee. (laughs) Okay. So I get this question all the time. What is, walk us through your typical day. What is your typical day looking like? I love that most days in my life are not not typical, but I am a very early riser. So I'm up by 4.30 or 5 every day, whether it's weekend, weekday. I love that first hour to myself before anyone is sending emails or online. The kids have not woken up yet. I get like an hour of quiet and I like to be able to start my mornings on the quieter side, um, kind of get everything ready. I also pride myself and I make breakfast with the kids every day. Sometimes that's the, the, the time, the only time that I get with them in a day. And so that's really special time for me. Um, I really always try to be here for that unless I'm traveling. And then then, you know, we're, we're hybrid right now. So the days are all different. So sometimes I'm headed into the office about three times a week. Other times you're jumping on an early Zoom after you've caught up with emails. And I try to touch base with the majority of my leaders on a daily basis look at the business. Um, And then there's so many different exciting things that happen, whether it's a new brand launch or a partnership meeting or, you know, a meeting with TikTok or Google to understand kind of the future innovation in terms of technology. I love that each day is really different. And so I fill my days with, you know, product meetings and financial meetings, meetings with planning and allocations. So marketing um, activation. So I think um, the days go by really, really quick. And I think when you love what you do, every day is really kind of precious and you can really soak it in and enjoy it. When you are looking at 
someone who just is like a rock star where you're in a meeting and you're like, we have to promote this person or this person is just like, you're super proud of them as a leader. What qualities does that person generally have? I think authentic leadership is one. A teamwork mentality is the second. Although I love individual excellence in the end, if you can channel that into wins for your team, that's what makes a really great leader. And then I think people who are not afraid to speak up and, you know, even if it's a different idea and one that you don't think is going to be well received, I think the courage to speak up and to try to also change the minds in the room, I really applaud that. I think it's really important. And I love that kind of dialogue and conversation. I think it's really healthy when teams might even debate something because it might lead to a better outcome. And so I encourage um, that in a leadership as well to kind of make sure that you're creating that kind of very healthy environment for dialogue and trust. Um, and those honest conversations. Yes, love that. Breed, this has been amazing. I have one more question for you. I know you're very busy. I won't take too much of your time. But my last question for you is, what is the number one piece of advice that you would tell a woman who's wanting to either start her own business or just really be in her power as an executive in the business that she works for? I would say the advice that I could give is to invest in yourself. Don't be afraid to really invest and be, you know, constantly curious, intellectually curious about things you don't understand. For example, if you don't know anything about financial accounting and it intimidates you, don't be afraid to sign up for an online class. You can learn it too. And, you know, don't put limitations in terms of your own growth. Know that your mind is, you know, um, flexible enough to be able to learn anything. And if you put your mind to it and you have a desire to really go after it. I think that there's so many boundaries that we put in our own minds. And when you start to release those boundaries for yourself and you start to make the investments in yourself, then the future is really limitless. Love it. Thank you so much. You are amazing. And I think this will inspire so many women. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jenna, for having me. Appreciate it. Okay, I hope you enjoyed this episode and are feeling so fired up to go out there and create that business or side hustle that's been on your to-do list, you know, a little bit longer than you care to admit. It is never too late to make the first step towards the life you want more than anything else. If you haven't already, make sure you are subscribed to the show so that you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, keep becoming the woman of your wildest dreams.